Wow, now that we've damned part of the country. Um, uh, I mean, that, that's time. actually pretty par for the course. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Uh, we love movie. No, we love TV movies and superheroes. Oh, man. Uh, Specifically so TV movies? Uh, yeah, let, let's talk. <laughs> what is it? I can't remember the last time I've seen a TV movie. Anyway, let's let's talk it out. All, this is what happens when we don't record on a Sunday, and it's on a Monday. My You're, old brain's a whole he, day off. He is. A, well, my name is Chris Dillard. Can you handle this part? Yeah, my name's Mike Royer. And this week, we've gotten our first teaser for the long-awaited Eternals. Finally. It's Feels like, like seven eternity. days old. It's a seven days old for us now. <laughs> I, I forgot that we were going to be talking about it today. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Spider-Man's universe is starting to, to fill out. <laughs> Whether Maybe you like it or not. <laughs> stretch it into seams, I think, already, uh, uh, if you will. You can get James Bond in two days with free shipping. Oh, that's forward. nice. And more. Well, this is not a promotion. We are not selling James Bond. Please don't try to buy it on Amazon. But they are buying MGM. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> that just reminds me of uh, uh, my brother was a huge media collector. Uh, even before DVDs, uh, he was collecting VHSs. And like just before, like just before the DVD revolution to kind of cook off, took off, and everything converted from VHS to DVD, he had like just spent like a solid chunk of change for a teenager at the time on like the James Bond VHS box set and that thing was imposing size wise and also uh, quantity wise because really you only have to subtract like what maybe five movies mm -hmm. uh, from the big uh, list now and that's you know how many there was back then yeah this big old VHS just like compendium on the shelf it looked very very cool very very nice uh, box set and then like I swear, like, one season later, everything was moving the DVD, and he just looked at it like, oh, I'm an idiot. If only I waited <laughs> a little bit more. So uh, if you're going to order it, I suppose uh, maybe I, I would say digitally to future-proof yourself, but uh, who knows uh, where that MGM catalog is going to go and if that digital rights is going to follow or what mm. the hell's happening. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I don't know if they've done a 4K upscale of everything, but I, I remember when I was doing my James Bond watch through uh, a couple years ago. It was all on Amazon there too so they've got a good working relationship with it wherever you can stream it at that's fine with me <laughs> i'll take it um i was gonna say wouldn't it i was just you made me think of that like i mean that was like 20 bond movies imagine if we had all 23 marvel movies on vhs right now mike oh man somebody has to have put in put that together right like kind of de-age the art uh direction on all of these things because there's so many fan, <laughs> th yeah there's so many fan-made posters out there for marvel i'd love to see somebody kind of interpret that in a 90s way like i know people have done like 90s casting of like oh who would they have cast in the 90s you know for iron man yeah. and it's like no like i want to see like the same actors but i want to see it like oh if they had to make like a vhs uh cassette for it that would that would be a cool yeah. piece of memorabilia i would not have room to display 20 plus of those but it would be kind of cool to maybe get like the like the infinity war and endgame like what would that like two side-by-side -side box set look like that would be cool yeah I, I agree i mean that would be really fun to see i, I mean so the question is do you get the widescreen or do you get the pain and scan oh i don't know uh, Zack snyder has his opinion for sure but i think i would go uh widescreen uh, yeah yeah i'm thinking pain and scan myself but, you know, <laughs> who, who am i who am i uh, yeah, so, the, you know, we got a lot of news this week. We are, you know, the, um, happy Memorial Day. I guess happy is the bad word to term here. Um, but, you know, welcome to Memorial Day. We're recording here on Monday. Uh, so we're going to have a short week on our next one. But we have a long week, a lot of news here uh, coming up on this. And I was able to do this. Uh, as we mentioned last week, I have now moved. I'm in a new location. Mike has seen my recording setup mm -hmm. as temporary as it is. So we're very excited to be recording here. But we got a lot of news to kind of cut through here. But uh, that did not stop us both from catching new stuff with what we're watching. <laughs> yes, and also slightly renaming this segment again to what we're watching, uh, TM slash lightning round registered trademark. We're going to try to breeze through these a little bit quicker because we know what you what you really want is you want to catch up on the news. So we'll give you kind of like the hits of what we've been watching. That's what we decided on, right, Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah, the hits. This is, this is it, the top ones we've been watching because – 
uh, if it was everything, it would probably be a much longer list, right? So, um, so you you've caught up here. Um, we we both actually uh, brand new movies this weekend. We're both able to watch new movies this weekend. Mm-hmm. You caught probably on Disney Plus Cruella. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, let's see. I got one, two, three, four, five things to mention. I'll mention them very quickly, but they're all relatively new. So right off the top of the bat, Cruella. Surprise, uh-huh. surprise. Mike watched a live-action Disney movie that's slightly off of the beaten path, as in it's not a remake. It's like a prequel slash who knows if they'll change the direction of the narrative down the line or if there'll even be another one. But I went in with incredibly low expectations, and I was I was thoroughly entertained. Uh, like I was in a, in a backyard kind of movie theater setting uh, for this one, so I got reactions from some other people around me uh there were some people that were really into like fashion and costume design there that were really digging the movie uh i love the little chihuahua with the eye patch that was called wink i felt like that was my favorite part of the film but overall i was very very surprised uh nothing nothing upset me in this film and i think i would watch a sequel chris which i think is a pretty pretty exciting because we got to get to 101 dalmatians eventually because disney wants that money they'll remake make that one because uh, I think some people are thinking like oh is this a prequel for the animated movie is like oh no 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 they're gonna remake that animated movie this is gonna be a whole new Cruella trilogy uh, but that was Cruella on to the next one we got a brand new stand-up I guess quote-unquote stand-up special from Bo Burnham on Netflix uh-huh. called Bo Burnham inside and it is fantastic it's just a new special that he made in his additional dwelling unit which is basically kind of like a little studio refinished shed in his backyard and he shot the whole thing in there and it just looks like this tiny little room he did all of the production all the shooting all of the editing it's just basically a dude in a room with just a bunch of AV equipment you know doing songs and like telling jokes and you know getting real if you will yeah. being stuck inside it's and, really really funny really really insightful and, and he started his career as an internet kind of uh, YouTuber uh, mm-hmm. comedian songwriter thing so uh, I bet he felt right at home doing that kind of stuff yeah and uh, it, it was great we just watched it this morning it was fascinating set aside some time and watch it you'll 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 have some fun and you'll have some thoughts as well where's that at uh, over on Netflix. Netflix, okay, got it. Yes, and then if you head on over to HBO Max, I'll get these two things out here in a row. Uh, the Friends reunion just dropped, and if I would recommend it for sure, if you're a fan of Friends, if you don't really have any sort of attachment to the show, I don't know exactly what you're going to get out of it, but it was fun seeing the cast come back, reacting to the sets, doing some reenactments of some popular scenes. Uh, they surprisingly got some really big celebrities to show up for very, very very small cameos that kind of felt beneath them. So it was just interesting to see Justin Bieber do a catwalk in a, in a friend's costume. Uh, and then he was just off. It's like he, he set his whole day aside to come do this thing. And I'm sure he could do a lot more things with the type of access that he has out there in the world. So just shows you the weight and power that friends has out there mm-hmm. over people. Um, and then also on HBO max, there's a brand new show called hacks it's really, really funny. It's kind of about like a, a washed up um, uh, Vegas comedian that's trying to revitalize her career. So she like teams up with like this plucky kind of abrasive writer from Hollywood. And it's just really, really funny. It's just really well written. It's a good story. Uh, so there's six episodes out there of Hacks right now. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be eight or ten episodes in this season, but you should hop on right now and start binging Hacks. Really, really funny. Uh, highly recommend it. And I'll end my what we're watching lightning round for myself by saying uh, I we finally caught up enough in Smallville where they finally introduced another superhero uh, uh, Bart Allen the Flash Uh, and it was just very fun to watch because I like to think what it was like watching Smallville live back in the day, right? When there was nothing quite like this show on, on, on air. And you just like sit down as like a DC nerd. All you really have is this show to watch. And then the episode is like a Thursday night. It's premiering and you're just like, holy crap. Is that a backpack with a lightning bolt on it? Oh, this kid's moving, moving fast. Holy crap. The flash on TV. I haven't seen this in a very, very long time. Uh, so it's really, really cool uh, to see that. So, that's my what I've been watching, Chris. That's what mm-hmm. I did last week. Would you? What season are you in in Smallville? Season four. I'm just kind of at the beginning. Okay. Because I, I I remember um, 
the the again as any show goes on right life expectancy ebbs and flows of that so it's good to mm-hmm. know you know season four they started kind of throwing in other uh characters now um i believe you make you make correct me was that written by steven tonight uh, that specific episode, I don't yeah. know, but his name often pops up in the right. uh, in the credits. Yeah, well, there's also one by Jeff Loeb in that season, and him. That's why I was kind of being gotcha. Like okay. I'm like, oh, is this is this the downfall of? of yeah, the they, show? they they did a. I mean, they did a very very good job with that episode specifically, like you know, giving some characterizations to Bart. Now, in the comic books, Bart Allen is technically from like the future, and yeah. usually, like when you see him in like the animated like Young Justice stuff, he had like come back in time or or, or something of those variations. They don't specifically say that in Smallville, but they kind of make a one off joke about it so you don't really know if it's true or not so they're having some fun with it so yeah. I'm, I'm having a good time still well that's good that's good it'll be uh, it'll be fun let me know. you'll have to let me know when you get to the jeff Loeb one uh, okay <laughs> in that season because i want to i want to know what your your thoughts are uh, about that so on the flip side of that mike you were watching an outdoor movie theater experience i was able luckily to return to the movie theaters oh this weekend. look at that that's why it's not called the corn stream anymore you can't, yes. you can't corn stream and go to a movie theater no no i was asked uh by uh, a couple friends here one of them actually saw it by himself beforehand the other one was like chris do you want to go see a quiet place part two in theaters and i sat and i thought about it and i thought about it and i thought about it i'm like you know what i've got both vaccinations um you know there's the theaters are still doing spacing between people you mm-hmm. know not as much as they used to but they did so i'm like yeah let's go let's try it out i've got i've been busting my hump here uh trying to get this house in order i could use a break or i'm gonna go crazy um so i was able to go see quiet place part two and um this movie uh again if you've seen the first one you kind of know what happens right um, mm-hmm. there are uh creatures that are very very susceptible to sound uh and um you know they're if you make any sound they can find you and will attack uh pretty much uh, what's cool about this one is this one um was supposed to release i believe early 2020 right March. oh yeah yeah that was the billboard that yeah. lingered for the pandemic <laughs> yeah so this has been sitting for a while what's cool about this is it actually picks up the day after the first one ends um so uh which is cool there's no time passage like they don't try to make up for this because this movie's been done they didn't go back and refilm like oh this has now been an extra year or two like it really picks up where the first one ends and it's cool and um it's got some divert like where the first one is kind of like more of like one story about one family this actually kind of opens up the world a little bit and has some diverging paths um i think i think it's cool on where it builds the world and how it builds some of the characters i'm not overly uh, thrilled. I have more. Like, I guess what's cool about this is I have more questions than than I got answers, and that, that means mm-hmm. it's a compelling world. But I give me the damn answers, man. <laughs> like, I want to see more of this. Uh, so I, I think it. I think if you like the first one, you will definitely like this one. Um, the first one's very innovative in in what it did and how it played with sound. This one does the same thing in some new exciting ways. But I don't think it's you know uh, when you expand a world, it's not necessarily you know better than the first one. So. Um, I, I think it's good. I don't think it's the best movie. Uh, it's it, it is the best movie I've seen in theaters this year. I'll tell you that. But uh, it's it's one for one. But I I'd recommend if you like the first one. But if you don't want to go to the theaters, this is easily something you can catch at home. I did watch the first one at home myself, Mike. I don't know if you went to the theater. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was in the backyard for Cruella. It was yeah. kind well, of I, a movie I, theater experience. There was a well, there was a projector there. Well, I meant, did you see the first Quiet Place in theaters? Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was actually a really important decision of uh, would this be a movie I would want to watch at home because the movie theater experience was great. I was in a full movie theater for the first one, uh, and it was just uh, amazing to hear a very very quiet movie. But then also the audience would just like is silent because they're just gripped by it. So hopefully I can achieve that again with part two. Yeah, yeah. I ended up watching the first one at home and this one in the theater, so it was cool. It was it was very empty theater. I'm going to be at some very empty theater. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, did not feel feel too bad for that. Let's jump into this. I uh, It's been a long time uh, since we did the, the show. It feels like forever, but it's only been seven days. The first thing that dropped on Monday morning was a damn Eternals trailer. <laughs> this keeps happening. I feel like we have to change when we record the podcast now because, yeah. like, why is Monday the day that this stuff drops? I mean, I know the answer. They want a full week of news coverage, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, come on, give us, like, a heads up or something. Is it, though? Like, because, like, most people have forgotten about it by the time they got to this weekend. Like, even I'd be like, oh, yeah, we had Eternals this week. Uh, but yeah, it feels like it, but we had our first teaser trailer for this upcoming film. And as with any teaser trailer, this does not give us any of the story at all. 
Um, this is, looks to be like some, you know a couple action shots, a couple character introductions, because there are at least ten characters going on here. <laughs> Would I uh, dare to say they were trying to tease us, Chris, and yeah, not so they, give us everything? So they, they definitely did. So they've been sitting on this for a while. We got our first little glimpse, what was it, during that um, Marvel Studios uh, back to the theaters thing a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. There was like so, two shots that lasted like two seconds. Yeah, so so we got, we, we got this. Um, definitely playing with the – they've been here thousands of years, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It shows, shows off with it looks like a, maybe an invisibility cloaked ship. Uh, all of them looking at, you know, um, I guess maybe some underdeveloped people. Uh, so they're going to come into this world and kind of kind of go along the way. But it looks yeah. like the characters also, I don't know whether they, there's a, a comic I read where they forgot their memories over, like, ever, over the, the sensories because of someone played it, like, uh, like, did something to them. And they kept reuniting. And it looks like the main character uh, played by Richard Madden, Icarus, and um, uh, Jim and Chan, Cersei meet at multiple times through multiple decades as well. So... Um, yeah, go ahead. What, what were you going to say there? Because this yeah, is, no, this I, is I, your like first Eternals experience. Yeah, I don't know anything about this crew, and I'm totally okay with that to go in blind. But I kind of got like almost Star Trek exploration vibes from the narration that they gave us in this trailer. Like, oh, we've we've uh, we've been here. We haven't uh, we haven't interfered, but now we feel like we have to. So I'm kind of curious what motivates them to kind of go from just watchers uh, to doers. Uh, it kind of looks like they may have landed in maybe more of like a Middle Eastern settlement that doesn't look like North America. It doesn't look like um, it doesn't look like a tropical environment. Really, yeah. it looks very uh, arid. So curious to see what storytelling elements they'll bring in that way. Uh, I'm like I'm on official MCU creature watch now, Chris. Yes. Every time I'm watching anything, I'm looking for creatures, and we got like a quick glimpse of a creature uh, in this trailer with a really really cool shot where they show a, a quick clip of Kumail Nanjiani doing his uh, probably filming a Bollywood type movie because it was like a very elaborate set of like costumes and like dancing, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to him like doing like a Tokyo drift slide underneath some sort of four legged morphing creature and then he pulls out the spirit gun from Yu Yu Hakusho on his finger so I don't know if that's that character's like type of way he fights I don't know if he expels uh, energy out of certain appendages or fingers but I was like that was a pretty cool shot but I was like that's a creature but how much of a creature is it? Because it looked like it was fluxing and moving around uh-huh. and kind of transforming. So I don't know if it's some sort of so, <laughs> magic or if it's some sort of a shape-shifting you, you metamorphous alien. Yeah, what, what, do, okay. what do you got so, on your clipboard, Chris? That's called a deviant. So the opposite of an eternal is a deviant. A deviant okay. is a genetic quote, quote deviant that's constantly trying to evolve and its, its genes are like, you know, causing more variants and becoming these like, you know... They're evil. They're, they're 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 inherently evil, evolving mm. characters. So you're right in the evolving sense. It may not have been evolving on the fly, but it, it's a very much a very fluid, gooey kind of creature looking thing. Mm. Um, and the deviants, you know, they they come in the shapes and they come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and and, and colors, if you will, about that. And you kind of see, like you said, a very blink and you'll miss it. Uh, deviant, and it looks to be a dark forest where one of the other characters, uh, Druig. Uh, played by Barry Kogan is so um, we we can kind of go through the characters here in a minute. But yes, you're very much right. That was a um, and all the the all the actual um, Eternals have similar power sets in terms of like how they they fight with the energy blasting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they kind of have like one thing they specifically like focus on, if you will. Yeah, I like two things I took out of this trailer was one they really I don't know if they necessarily nailed the art direction because I don't really know how it's going to look when it's fully executed, but they did pick a direction. Like you can yeah. tell all of these Eternals have a uh, very uh, similar costumes, they're from the same area, they they manipulate or are using some sort of energy in the same way. It gave me kind of like Doctor Strange feelings of just like, okay, before we sit down and make this Doctor Strange movie, we need to set up some sort of visual language so when a source is using magic you know they can all have their kind of unique take on it but mm. let's have kind of like a through line for visually how it looks and they've done the same thing here which will which I think will eventually be really cool because it seems like a an eternal will butt up with a sorcerer at some point in time in the MCU yeah. so it'll be interesting to see those two things uh, clash if, also, if, really, if I, they did not actually meet with an, a, a sorcerer maybe in the past maybe yeah. they were they helped do the eye of Agamotto 
Yeah, that could be true. And I also really dug the music that they picked for it. Uh, it felt very, it felt very cinematic. Uh, you know, we didn't kind of get those typical like boom noises yeah. that I feel like every movie trailer has had for like the last decade. Uh, a lot of people I saw on the internet was just like, "Oh wow, Marvel's really, uh, really." Um, uh, I guess not. Uh, they are pulling punches here because uh, this is directed by an Academy Award winner, and they didn't put it anywhere on the trailer. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think I will expect to maybe see that on the full trailer debut of yeah. just like a cat directed it, the, by Academy Award winner. Not you know? not saying that uh, it's bad, but I believe she didn't win her award till this year, and this trailer could have been sitting in storage. That could that could be possible. They, not, not, they couldn't go and add it in there. But, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was really vibing on the trailer. I, yeah, we don't know much here. It kind of ended yeah. on a little funny Marvel-esque uh, stinger. Yeah. Uh, there, we do have confirmation that they know of the Avengers, that they are prominent enough in their in their kind of view that they should be knowing them and keeping yeah. track of them. And and, and what that kind of makes it I, – I, t- I was talking with someone about that, how that makes that a very cool moment that the Eternals essentially – are relatable to the audience at that point, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're they're also they're, everyone's like, well, where were they during all these battles? I'm like, most of the like the big battle for Thanos took place in like an hour, kind of thing, like right, like in Endgame, yeah. or maybe maybe they were dusted. I don't know. Like, why didn't they interact? But I'm like, well, they're watchers essentially. They watch. Yeah. They're not supposed to have a, yeah. a heavy hand I, in this. I am kind of liking. Maybe this will be more of an opinion that moves forward in the MCU, where these people from outside of Earth, right? Like when these cosmic people talk about Earth. Or when these visitors come to Earth, like they think it's like a not a very special planet, but all of a sudden, just over the last couple of years, uh, this scrappy kind of group of heroes have been able to put themselves together and become so powerful. But that now Earth is on the global stage now, which could be good or could be bad uh-huh. moving forward. I mean, like if you take down Thanos, the the Titan that wiped out half of the universe, uh, everyone's gonna look at you now. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we see a similar type of conversation conversation it, that happens in like guardians of the galaxy volume three you know they're just like at like a space bar or something yeah. and then there's like some aliens just like talking about oh you see what those earthlings did that's pretty crazy yeah. well they'll write something better than that but yeah you know well the, the thing about that is um, it, it seems like they would have known that um from the end of Endgame rather than the from the beginning of Endgame, not the end because they know uh, again thor who is a cosmic being took off thanos's head and captain marvel has literally been in space helping people for like the mm-hmm. past five years so I, th- well, maybe, I think I think you're right. We'll we'll hear a little bit more. Yeah, of that. maybe that's what triggers them to say now they are going to finally start interfering. It's kind of hard to tell because, like you said, the trailer does jump around in time a little bit. So who knows if they finally decide to uh, start dipping their toe in humanity after the blip, or maybe it happened a lot mm-hmm. sooner and it's just a story that you know most uh, people on Earth just don't know about. And we're starting to see it. So yeah. a lot of a lot of mystery that I'm sure we'll get a little yeah. bit more out of and, the first full length trailer. And, and one of the other things is that. Thanos is technically is a half deviant um, mm-hmm. Titan, so he has ties to these characters. So they may have brought him out, but there are ten. I'm just gonna go through. There are ten Eternal characters. Um, it was really funny. My wife asked me. She's like, "Oh, do I know anyone in this movie other than uh, Jon Snow?" And I'm like, "Did you watch <laughs> the trailer?" She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Okay, well, first off, uh, Angelina Jolie is in there, right? Um, the Tomb Raider herself uh, <laughs> is as the Warrior Athena, and she can create weapons out of her cosmic energy. That's her like special ability because mm-hmm. you kind of see her um, making a sword at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Madison, the other Stark brother from the Red Wedding, is the all-powerful Icarus. Icarus uh, is the main like leader of the Eternals usually, and he's like um, very much just a, a warrior of all like." The, one of the best warriors overall in, in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit Harrington is Dane Whitman, who is actually a human. He is not an eternal, just so anyone is confused. Um, <laughs> Dane Whitman is known as the Black Knight in the comic books, so there may be some tie-in with, with that history there. Barry Cogan is known as Druig. Druig has the ability to control people's minds. Uh, you saw people with shotguns in this trailer. Um, they all had white eyes. They all think Druig um, has kind of gone off on his own as... Is, He's also known as like the ambiguous bad guy, kind of like the Loki. Of he has, group. he really has that look to him. Yeah, he he really reminds me of um, who's the guy who plays the Flash in the movies, and he was in the Harry Potter. movies. Oh, Ezra Miller. He looks like Ezra Miller, like if you look <laughs> at him, uh, and he's got that um, Ezra Miller in the um, 
Harry Potter franchise. Fantastic Beasts. Fan- yeah. That. Jimma Chan is the humankind loving Cersei. She's very, very empathic with people in, in the people world. So she lives among them. Jimma Chan has also been in Captain Marvel. She was the blue, um, the Cree on the team who was blue, who like had, like, had it out for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's been in Marvel. So they've, 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 they thought we would notice, but we did. Camille <laughs> um, Nanjiani, of course, uh, who we talk about the most, is the cosmic powered Kingo. He loves fame. He has a, co- he has a, he has a a videographer following him around everywhere mm-hmm. and you kind of see him in a couple of the trailer in the shots of the trailer they're like is that camera guy part of marvel like no he's <laughs> literally in the movie selma hayek also a wise and spiritual leader ajak ajak is the only eternal who can actually speak the language of the celestials who mm. put the who made the eternals Lauren Ridloff is the super fast Makari. You see Makari kind of speed around a couple times in this. Like she saves someone from a falling um, debris. Um, but uh, Lauren Ridloff is a deaf character and Makari is a deaf person in uh, the Celestial in the comic books. Uh, she runs so fast that her sonic booms uh, would make a normal person you know, mess up the hearing. But she was deaf anyway, so that's why she can run really fast like that. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as the inventor Fastos. He's kind of like a like a tech inventor kind of person. We see him. He's in there. also a paper boy in Atlanta. That's what I know him from. Yeah. So yeah. He. I mean, I believe was he. He also like in The Walking Dead at one point as well. Maybe uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he was. Yeah. Leah McHugh is the eternally young old soul sprite. So she's the little. Uh, girl if you will who asked about you know captain rogers mm-hmm. and iron man she is technically the same age as the other ones but has been trapped in a child's body as like uh what it a, was like what, punishment for something what a bummer <laughs> yeah and then don lee is the powerful gilgamesh and i believe he is the one who's serving everyone around the table uh, during that scene as well so yeah, okay um gilgamesh and thena they're not a couple but they are like have been in hiding together for a long time so these are very very generic but like you have a like everyone's like oh there's five people in the guardians how am i gonna remember everybody well there's 10 here so good luck people we're gonna have also a good time I, with this. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them don't make it out of the movie right you know yeah. if you have a cast this big if you want to make some stakes you know kill well, them off. <laughs> here's the fun fact eternals are eternals because they can't die um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll I, see. Yeah, someone will probably end up. My my surprise would be there's actually more than ten in the books. There's a lot more. So my surprise would be if someone like, oh my god, someone found a way to kill an eternal thing. So yeah. or they just like peace out and like, nah, I'm going. I'm I'm yeah. leaving this planet. You won't see me ever again. <laughs> yeah, and I think during one of them they showed the um, Babylon uh, village, and there was only like five out front. So they may have like, I'm mad at you. I don't want to be in this movie. So. But anyway, Eternals coming this fall, Mike, November, I believe. We've got a long lineup of movies. So we've got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man this year alone. So it looks like mm-hmm. the back half of this year is going to be super exciting, Mike. Very thrilled. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is coming uh, next year. And uh, the um, interesting thing with the writer of, of this um Michael Waldron, who also wrote Loki, said he is going to have to clean up messes he made with Loki in his Doctor Strange movie. So uh, it definitely implies that there is going to be, after the Loki show, a lot of multiverses out there that we're going to be able to view and and kind of delve into in Doctor Strange. All right. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like I mean that's the that's really the next thing on our calendar, right? Loki coming yes. up here in. A week from Wednesday. Like, yeah, like not very long, like a week and a half or less. So I'm so excited to dip into that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm very excited to get in that. Great actor, great stuff. Uh, I want to see. I want to see what they do. I think it has, of the the three we have so far, I think it has the most potential to change the world as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know it because again, one division sets kind of the characters up going forward. Falcon Winter Soldier did the same, but Loki is technically dead in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So whatever he does here, they're gonna have to either fix it or deal with it later in another film. So uh, very excited for this. The What If series also coming out um, that the uh, producer is teasing plans for a Tesseract-powered Iron Man suit uh, during cool. the, the Captain uh, Britain kind of uh, thing. So uh, when you see little Steve Rogers in World War II, his Iron Man suit is actually powered by the uh, the Tesseract co- slash Cosmic Cube. So it looks like some of the other stuff has changed in that, that world as we know. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, give me give me some what if already, man. It's just like mm-hmm. I feel like they announced that this is like one of those things that they announced at the very very early uh, site of Disney Plus series, and yeah. I feel like we know the least about this one almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exa- and I think I think they've kind of been been it's been fun with that because since every episode is kind of like a standalone, if you will, 
uh, when we get to it. Hopefully, yeah, they won't give. They probably won't give it to us in the binge model. But like, I'm very excited to see more about that because we you know zombies are coming. Um, we actually have Chadwick Boseman's last performance in the MCU in there as um, Black Panther, T'Challa, Star Lord. There's Party Thor. I've seen Doctor Strange. I'm very excited about the potentials here too. So mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe trailer uh, at, maybe after Loki's wrapped up or when Loki's airing, they're like, oh, now yeah. that Loki's airing, look forward to the next thing on Disney Plus. Speaking of shows on Disney Plus, Moon Knight, we have official confirmation from Oscar Isaac himself that he is Moon Knight. Uh, we've known about it through trades and reporting. Marvel's never said it themselves until he shared this photo on his uh, little uh, production company. Uh, was it uh, Mad Gene Media? And it's him with uh, Moon Knight saying we are Moon Knight. So um, very much it feels like the Venom kind of thing that Tom Hardy did, mm-hmm. uh, the We Are Venom. But it looks like, you know, the comic books they're using behind him shows him in his classic white hooded outfit, right, that they're using with the, the Widow's Peak uh, mm-hmm. hood. So looks like we'll be getting some of the classic stuff there. Uh, anything else you want to pull well, out of this? It, it's nice to have the official confirmation, but I feel like it had been so long since that kind of earlier news broke. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. it wasn't official. So I was like, all right, well, this is news to me. Yeah. I guess they get another news cycle out of the out of this casting. Yeah. Well, they're also filming, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, so I bet we're going to see him in a suit outside somewhere. And they're oh, like, yeah. they're like mm-hmm. oh, he's going to be on set, so we need to figure out how to make this announcement now. That way we're ahead of the game. But that's cool with me. On the other side of that, one of my – I think this is probably one of my most anticipated Mar- um, Disney Plus shows is Secret Invasion. Uh, and they've gone ahead by casting Christopher McDonald, who you might remember from eating pieces of shit for breakfast in Happy Gilmore, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a newly created character for this series. He is also in that show I mentioned at the uh, at the top. Hacks. Hacks? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I saw I saw that and I'm like, ah, no one knows what that is. And you brought it up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> is. but most people will remember him as the and the, the anti-hero, the vil, the villain, I guess, if you're happy. The Gilmore. shooter, Mc, shooter McGavin, McGavin was that yeah. his name? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, that's that's pretty fun. The new newly created character, and it, they they has they they said the reports are that he has full plans for this character to cross over into other series and movies. So he this has full be... plans. Christopher McDonald himself yes. has plans. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But I mean, like, it sounds like this character is not going to be like a one-off kind of thing for the show, and then throw him away. Yeah. I mean, I guess it really depends. Like, Secret Invasion. You know, in a in, at a lesser studio, right? I could see it just kind of being its own standalone series that they just kind of tell like an isolated story of you know uh, people pretending to be other people, and it's just we have like a nice little fun time. But at Marvel, where, you know, they like continuity and stories to spread, like uh, webs, like Secret Invasion seems like the perfect opportunity to be like, oh, we're going to start something with this and it's going to just extend to everything. Because that's the coolest thing about Secret Invasion is just like for the longest time, you didn't know that these people were, you know, yeah, I I guess would they be scrolls? But like if they were scrolls, like technically the scrolls are good guys. So maybe some of them will be bad. I I don't, I don't really know what direction they're going to go. Well, I think, I think it's the same way with the Kree. They're a good Kree and they're bad Kree, right? Like, I mean, like they, they, I I could see Marvel literally taking this and flipping on his head where I said like where the Kree have infiltrated the earth because they have like the ones that look like Jude Law, like the pink skin Kree that aren't blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then like the scrolls are like, well, we got to figure out who the Kree are. Or, you know, there's a scroll sect that like, oh, we are, you know, we have this ability to, to, take over planets we can do this and rebuild our population from the ground up yeah i think Uh, the big i think the big question with secret invasion is are they gonna pull off the big trick that they usually do in secret invasion storylines where there's been one character that's been you know an imposter the whole time right like a big character right like not um what's her face from falcon and the winter soldier um i can't remember yeah yeah some some sharon carter like if that's the big reveal like nobody is like that's not a big enough reveal to really hang the whole secret invasion on but like uh i don't even remember what the time span was in the comic books um for the invasion well, to it, have theoretically been happening, it was it was like five years because Nick Fury went underground for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but they found Spider Woman was like the first one they found because she died and then there. But mm-hmm. they've been replacing heroes for a while. Like Black Bolt was replaced, I believe. Susan Storm, you know, Ms. Woman was replaced. Like they had a ton of people replaced. Yeah, it does make you wonder how far they will go because like yeah. easier to pull off in a comic book, right, than with like real actors. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to see if they'll pull that off because yeah. that'll be the real magic trick. Yeah, and again, Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn in the show already uh, returning as a role. So Samuel Jackson, or it's not Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, and mm-hmm. um, I forget the scroll's name already again. But, Talos? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Talos. Yeah, he, he played it 
I, I really like this character. He had a really good character. So hopefully they can do it and then give us something that maybe where we have to go back and look at the MCU a little differently. Like, oh, that person was not mm-hmm. there the whole time. Because then they could bring back, I mean, if they killed someone off and they could really bring him back or someone who's died somewhere, they could be like, oh, we can bring them back. But we'll see what that looks like. But speaking of Marvel Studios, I got two different reports here for you, Mike, from Marvel Studios. One is they pushed back two movies. Oh, my God. We don't know what these movies are called, so don't panic. It's nothing that we've (laughs) announced. The October 7th, 2022 movie has been pushed back one year to October 6th, 2023. People think that this is the Blade movie uh, with the October month. They haven't. They didn't announce it with their other uh, again movies at the the teaser the other week. So they think that Blade is. But the other one is oh my gosh, November third to twenty twenty three to November tenth, twenty twenty three. One whole week. Uh, but that's <laughs> yeah, an untitled I, film as well. Yeah, I mean we do talk about all the time about how the movie landscape has just totally changed over the years, where months are seemingly me- meaningless at this point in time, uh, especially yeah. in this year twenty twenty. I wouldn't consider any movie coming out at. Yeah, 2021. Oh, wow, God. Yeah. I wouldn't consider any release date this year to be normal because they're just trying to fit them where they can get them. But once we get a little further away from 2021, 2022, 2023, you are kind of maybe looking at a somewhat normal landscape. So we haven't yet seen Marvel put anything out in October, like Marvel proper, yep. right? Marvel Studios. Yeah. Uh, so that would be cool if Blade fit that month, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then the one, my, the curious part is like literally a month later, four weeks are like, we're putting another one out. I'm like, that's, mm. I mean, they're doing that this year kind of with Spider-Man, but that's also a Sony property um, in the Eternals. But I'm like, that's a, that's a short window turnaround. So yeah. And um, that does make a little bit of sense of uh, pushing their November or their following month movie another week. Cause it gives that other movie, uh, you know, a little bit more runtime yeah. in the theaters. Yeah. Four weeks. What is the, um, we say it's 45 days uh, to, to streaming going forward, I think with a lot of their movies. So yeah, that sounds right. So yeah, 45 days is almost a, a week or two after that. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it'll, it'll be out of the theater by then. The other thing is uh, the, uh, I believe the showrunner slash writer, I can't remember of WandaVision, Jack Schaefer has signed a three year deal with Marvel and 20th television to create and develop TV content for them. That's cool. Yeah, I think technically what they call these people are uh, not showrunners, but head writers. Because I think really, if you think about it, Kevin Feige, he is the showrunner. You know, he is the guy that's uh, kind of pulling all the strings at the at the very top. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. I wonder if this is kind of like one of those things where like, okay, you've you've earned your original, right? Like you've done us a solid with WandaVision. Like now pull out one of those original scripts that you really, really like and we'll see where we so- can put it and so she was a showrunner for WandaVision officially. Mm. She's also wrote Captain Marvel and co-wrote Black Widow. So oh, they've so, uh, they've put in a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean she's done she's done her work with Marvel. Uh, she was also known for uh, one of her big things was writing Olaf's Frozen Adventure uh, in 2017. <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean honestly, after the the, the praise that uh, you know WandaVision got, um, I, I don't see that being a surprise really mm. with her to work on TV stuff. Uh, they didn't announce any projects with it, which is usually what they do. So that's kind of interesting. But um, I'm sure there's some more secret Marvel projects they're working on. They haven't told mm-hmm. us yet. So keep an eye on that. Captain America 4, we have very little information about this. But the rumor right now is that the villain of this fourth Captain America movie is the Red Skull's daughter, Cynthia Schmidt, who's also known as Sin in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would make sense that the – I don't know if it's a daughter. Maybe it's a granddaughter at this point. Um, I, I, I mean, if – because the Red Skull died in the movie, and I don't know if her daughter would, you know, she'd be 70-something by that point, 80. Um, but uh, the or they are doing an early casting fall for a Kate Mara type to play this character. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be some sort of lineage from the Red Skull, fighting the lineage of Captain America, if you will. Yeah. I think if that you makes have- sense. Yeah, if you have no idea who this character is, much like myself, and you do yeah. a very quick Google of the character, I did not see any fun-looking red scald face that the oh. red skull had. Uh, it was just looked more like a person like wearing red clothing with like evil-looking eyebrows. So I don't, I don't know if at any point in time uh, in the comics if the face ever gets mutated or ends up looking weird because that wouldn't be hereditary. Like the red skull's like face was like kind of melted off, kind of not really, but kind of. Uh, so I don't know if that would be hereditary, but uh, I don't know if there'll be any sort of visual fun on her face if this is something so, that comes to the MCU. So one of the uh, series um, we we read uh, was called um, – it had to do with hammers landing on Earth. Uh, uh, 
shit. I forgot oh, what was that called? I do recall. I never so, got around to reading it, but I actually owned one of she, the issues for a while. She was the person for that uh, uh, series. She caused the hammers to come to Earth trying to destroy everyone. And she got a hammer and she had a... I just sent you an image, Mike, through text of what she looked like in that series. Oh, I thought this was a screenshot of Vision for a second. Yeah, no. So that, <laughs> when she became Sin with the hammer... She got a red face kind of thing. Mm, gotcha. Uh, and I'm trying to think, what was that series called? Lord, what was Yeah, it? it's like on the tip of my tongue. I want to say it has like a some sort of term that has to deal with like con- destruction or something. Like not Ragnarok, but like I felt like it was called like, I don't uh, know, destruction or something or I don't know. Hammers are cool though, right? Yeah, Everybody yeah, likes the, big old the hammers. The hammers were cool. It, it didn't go off very well. <laughs> Um, but, uh, she, uh, did a, but you know, she did get that look in, in a couple of, she also has like a, a red mask. Sometimes she wears fear itself. It's called fear itself. That's fear. It's it okay. Um, but, uh, yes. Uh, so yeah, she's also known to be leading leader of the serpent squad occasionally in the comic books as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, they always joked about making a captain America, this, uh, serpent squad movie beforehand. So there's that anyway. Captain America 4 dealing with sin, possibly. High rumor. I don't know if they're casting this early, but we'll see. Spider-Man No Way Home. This is what's going to make us want to record tomorrow, Mike. There's a rumor trailer <laughs> for this tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Come on. So we are actually are finally recording on a Monday. We're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Now you got around to recording on a Monday. We're going to put it on a Tuesday. Yeah, they, they're working on our schedule here. Tom Holland's birthday is June 1st, which is the first reason they would release a trailer, right? Um, the second thing is Sony Social is now fully Spider-Man instead of Venom, and that mo- trailer is only about like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, they're definitely going to release a trailer tomorrow or, you know, if not, you know, pretty close to it. So um, I'd be prepared for us to come into talking about Spider-Man No Way Home next week. Yeah. And since it's going to be a Sony cut trailer, right? It's Sony, I believe, that yes. gets the cut on the trailer, whereas like Marvel gets to make the movie. So be prepared to like possibly not like the trailer, but the end film could be really good. Yeah. And maybe we'll hate the poster that comes along with it because they've yeah. definitely done that before where we don't like the poster. Well, so uh I, yeah. I don't know what the new deal again um after Endgame and the the whole Spider Man debacle uh, where they re- renegotiate the deal maybe we'll see something different but i, I yeah i agree like don't exp- don't hold out for a whole lot here but we are in for a treat if this is definitely merging universes for spider-man down the mm-hmm. road though another rumor this is uh, you know whip out your salt shaker mike uh shake some salt on this <laughs> very very uh rumored is that norman osborne will lead the sinister six in this movie and it will... uh, we haven't even seen norman osborne well this yet. <laughs> is the spider-man one norman osborne this is Willem Dafoe himself leading the Sinister Six is oh, the rumor. I, yeah, okay. I guess supposedly he he has been established if yeah. he comes from another universe, right? So, but the Sinister Six will include include the three, the Green Goblin, Electro, and Doc Ock that we've seen, and possibly the Sandman, Rhino, and Lizard we've seen, but there's been no confirmation for the last three that we've Man. talked about before. I mean, this is going to be why I mean... Uh, whether or not the trailer is cut well or not, uh, there's a yeah. very good chance that the film will be good because the last two Spider-Man movies have been great. I've been, yeah. very much enjoyed them. They're probably in my top tier Marvel films. So I just always get very nervous, right? There's yeah. there's so much that could go wrong between these two studios. So I'm just always very nervous, and I feel yeah. like I can't quite breathe a sigh of relief until I actually I, see the movie. I don't think I don't think uh, Kevin Feige would release a movie he didn't want, even if it had Spider-Man in it. You know, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, so, yeah. so so we'll see. But I, I I think I think we're excited. Hopefully next week we'll be talking about this movie, Mike. So mm-hmm. take all this with uh, rumors. They they could delay it. They could change it in a heartbeat. There's nothing hard and fast on the internet when you release a trailer. So, <laughs> um, but if if anything is to be believed, you know, I would be like, oh. Look at me, I'm Tom Holland, and I'm releasing a trailer for Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, oh, what an accent, Chris. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, he's British, If you, in case you didn't know it. <laughs> I, I really want you to cut that segment and, I will. and have it open the show. That I will not great. do it. But maybe, well, next week. I'll do it next week. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll record a better one uh, where I'm not on the spot. But yes. Anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home coming out December of this year. Uh, over on Sony, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, apparently, they're working on the Silk thing, the spinoff of Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. And this character will be very different from the comic book version. It will not be the one that's tied into Peter Parker being bitten by the same Spider-Man. But apparently, 
This character has spent some time abroad doing field research in remote isolation before returning home to discover her family has disappeared. Her main motivation will be to find them while also dealing with her overdeveloped sense of empathy that forces her to strongly feel the emotion of everyone around her. What? So no spider powers, it <laughs> uh, sounds like. Oh, God. I mean, obviously we could run with this and go crazy, but it does feel like something is being left out. I mean, I still am of, of the same opinion the last time we talked about this. This is just like a, a series that's just siloed off on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like the whole fun about comic books is when everybody gets to play together in the same sandbox, and it sounds like that's just really not going to happen with this show. So I don't really have many reasons to be excited for it. Yeah, or I'm actually more excited that it doesn't because then we don't have to deal with everything else over there at Sony. Uh, hopefully, maybe they've just taken the title and some of the character, like, you know, like a, like a, I guess the first layer off of it and, and kind of run with it. Um, they're apparently looking at an eight episode season on Amazon. Amazon has delivered some pretty good superhero content. I don't know. Uh, I think Amazon still has the receipt and they're going to return it because they just paid a lot of money for something yeah. else recently that we'll talk about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe there's a no returns policy. Yeah, on I, I, I fully expect this to come to fruition, sadly. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll buckle up and keep you guys posted on that one. On the other side of Sony's news, the, the, probably the biggest surprise announcement this week was that Aaron Taylor Johnson, known for playing Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, was cast as the lead in Sony's Craven the Hunter and will be in, in other multiple films as well. Okie yep. dokie. <laughs> so um, the, apparently they were looking at other actors, uh, including, I believe, Brad Pitt and a couple other older ones, but um, they were convinced by his role in the upcoming Bullet Train that he's filming, the dailies that were coming in, that he could be uh, an action star and lead this film. Um I don't know much about Bullet Train yet, but... Yeah, I mean, I have no ill will towards Aaron Taylor Johnson. I just always think it's funny when an actor is cast in a superhero role to play a specific character. Everybody is always, like, rushing to the internet to find, like, is there anything remotely similar uh, image-wise of what he's done in the past to kind of connect in the Craven Hunter? And, like, everyone was just kind of sharing this picture of him in, like, a beard and a mustache to Mm -hmm. be like, oh, look, he could visually look like Craven the Hunter. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I, I could see it. I wasn't expecting the character to maybe be cast so young but mm. you know maybe he maybe i just perceive him as young and you know, he could really play somebody up larger i think the biggest thing is here i i could see the ripcord being pulled on this movie so fast if morbius just like flops right because they're supposedly supposed to be building like this anti-hero universe right but i mean like if like half of these characters just have shit movies like no one's gonna care well, the, the problem is morbius has jared leto and people will flock to see him in a movie no matter what the movie is so <laughs> like, i think they're gonna I look guess. at the dollar signs for that one i think this is more I, even if morbius flops they'd never do another morbius again which is fine with me because i think that's i think that's a, a pet project again of jared leto that aaron taylor johnson probably wouldn't sign for something he didn't believe in um I don't know what the script is, but the script has um, been written by J.C. Chandor or J.C. Chandor, who um, who has been tapped to direct it with the screenplay from Art Mark and Matt Holloway, who worked on Iron Man and the Uncharted movie. And Richard Wink, who's worked on action movies like The Equalizer and Jack Reacher Never Go Back. So um, I expect this to essentially be, a, 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 I don't know, like a, a generic action movie at the at its core, if you will. Uh, with some, you know, superhero slash video game elements tied into it from the other guys. They even given this a release date, which I think was the biggest thing of January thirteenth, twenty twenty three. So I feel like maybe they're a lot farther along than we think. Um, yeah, I feel like if this is a Craven the Hunter movie, it, it doesn't make sense that the first thing he would be hunting on his first screen appearance would be Spider Man. Yeah, maybe he's gonna be hunting down one of the other villains from like the Sinister Six, and maybe he that's kills how he, Morbius. He'll be that's how they do it. <laughs> Morbius flops. Morbius is the, the, the yeah. Fun. There's two versions of the script, right? There's one yeah. where Morbius lives and one where uh, Jared Leto doesn't. <laughs> yeah, just wait to see how it does at the box office. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I mean I don't think him is necessarily. You know, is he a established person in this world? Are we going to get an origin film of like you know how did he become notorious for being a hunter? Is he hunting something in particular, or is he being hunted? I don't know. There's a lot of questions here. Yeah, but- I mean. 
if if the if the Snyder verse has taught us anything, it doesn't matter how much money and how many projects make it out of the gate into the movie theaters. A a cinematic universe can be canceled at any time, right? Mm-hmm. So even though Venom did well and there's a second one coming out, I can still very fully see this not coming to an end like how they want it to, like you know a logical conclusion of getting them all together. So uh, they you will never feel safe if you yeah. really like if you end up liking this franchise like just cross your fingers that it ends up finishing well the other thing is i think i think your your thing about snyder's is, is completely off base because a lot of those characters still made it out like aquaman and wonder woman um well i'm saying more of a, like financial commitment wise mm-hmm. right like you know you would think if you if you went back in time before all of this snyder stuff happened and said like oh warner brothers is going to spend how much on all this stuff and then it's just all it's just all going to get yeah. kind of canned and they're going to try to pivot and go in a different direction like uh it's just the financial commitment well, but they not, will pivot whenever they need to pivot. right but but not all of it was canned i think you know there could be again if sony wants to put them together there was no statement of them putting it together here uh with this one but if they wanted to or didn't want to they could be like well we still have a craven movie and franchise we can keep going with but uh again he is known for literally hunting spider-man with craven's last hunt being one of the best you know, comics of the nineties, if you will, for that character. So hopefully they can eventually do it and do it right. But I'm not holding my breath for them by any, any, any <laughs> long shot, just like the Joker movie. I'm going to, I'm going to go into this. I got, I got a rumor here too. I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about, mm-hmm. um, but the Joker, Todd Phillips is uh, set to kind of co-write the Joker too, the sequel to the billion dollar R-rated Joker film that people like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still waiting on more official announcements, but there was a rumor. I'm just gonna. That I heard that they. Uh, I, they I, know, I, know, I know what you're gonna say, Chris. This is very weird. They couldn't decide on how many Jokers to have in this next movie, whether it was three <laughs> or four. Which uh, is which is shocking news at, at, on its face because like we didn't know multiple Jokers were up for debate. We, yeah. I, I think everyone just thought it was just gonna be Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah, like there is a Joker. There's usually one Joker at a time now. Well, there was a recently book called The Three Jokers, but. It, it it didn't make any sense. People weren't happy with it. So I don't know why they go down the same route to have more chokers yeah. in this. It is really strange since, uh, you know, Todd Phillips is kind of returning to this movie, which, you know, I feel like a lot of people have their opinions about the Joker. I, I really enjoyed and I liked the movie, right? Uh, I think maybe most yeah. people's ire is that they feel like we didn't need a sequel. You know, they kind of one and done. You did a really good job with that story. Uh, let's let's move on. But they're talking about possibly bringing in other jokers it sounds like they're really gonna do like a a multiverse flashpoint kind of a crazy wackadoo scenario right i mean how else would you explain other jokers popping up in todd phillips joker 2 i mean this is one tool this is a way how to get joaquin phoenix very successful joker into more of a mainstream future you know futuristic you know up-to-date timeline but that's the last thing I expected from this character from the kind of yeah. world that they created well, in the first one. Well, nothing's not, I mean, what other villain would you want for a Joker movie than other, the hero to be the Joker and the villain also be a Joker, Mike? I mean, <laughs> well, it's the only way you can make you, a, like a, a likable villain, right? Do, you just have to make a more likable villainy villain. Do, do they go down the alien route and just call this one Jokers? Jokers, Jokers, yeah. I love it. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't love it at all. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I, I sit on the 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 less than fifty percent side of the uh, the first one, but I mean, uh, if they can have some fun with it and make it more again comic booky, more like his villain from there, you know, his his personality from the comic books, I'd be more happy. I mean, so maybe one that- of them is that version. <laughs> I mean, that's the craziest part about it, right? The Jokers, the on-screen Jokers, uh, even like the animated ones, even the ones in the comic books, I, you could yeah. say, is their personalities are all big. That is like the definition of this character is like he is taking control of every scene that he's in. He's enigmatic. He's evil. He's cruel. He's uh, you He know. thinks he's funny because he's a Joker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what happens when you put multiple of them on screen, right? That's going to be insane sanity and also like does this mean leto's joker is gonna pop up what uh, you know heath ledger's joker joker's no way home oh my god (laughs) i would think heath ledger's joker would be off of the table i mean just 
awful i mean almost just out of respect for yeah. the late actor and then also just the quality of the character that he performed mm-hmm. i don't think that needs to be jumping around but i mean would you bring back any would you bring jack back Nicholson? jack nicholson like is that caesar romero from the 60s yeah uh, yeah I mean, uh, do you just kind of maybe invent some new jokers just because like if these if these are going to be like different earths just kind of like overlapping each other in some sort of crazy event right you know there's a lot of chances it could be jokers that we've never seen yeah. before i mean as much as I don't know if this is the best idea, it would be a fun way to bring in some alternate comic book jokers that we may have never seen before on screen, right? Like there's that crazy joker that wears like a skin mask. You know, I feel like there's never going to be a movie that incorporates that tactfully. So maybe they just throw it in as a cameo. The Arkham game universe. Now here's the the thing. You've brought up a good point. There's two things I could think of as doing Mike. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one is, is this you know? Is this how they bring the Joker into the DC Extended Universe by the Flashpoint merging mm-hmm. Jokers? Right now, that would take this very grounded movie and take it in a whole different aspect, mm-hmm. uh, which is out there. Now, if we take the grounded movie, what if it's the Joker personality has become so big in this world that like everyone's like, oh no, I'm the real Joker, and then like other people are like, no, I'm the real Joker, I'm the boss here. And it becomes like War of Jokers, if you will, trying to, like, no, I'm the real one. I mean, that would be crazy. One thing that's funny to imagine is if you think of Joaquin Phoenix's character of the Joker, like, if you think of, um, if you think of just him existing in his own movie, he would almost be unfazed jumping into another world in another dimension, right? Because he's already so detached from, like, reality as it is, is it would just be like, it would just be very it'd be like a normal day for him because he doesn't know what's going on to begin it at the beginning anyway so it would be kind of interesting to see the character flow through this insanity because i feel like he would be he would be uh relatively okay with everything happening because everything's already a mess for him yeah yeah i agree i mean it, it could be something like that but i mean i don't feel like they're gonna sadly jump out of the realistic groundedness of this joker franchise <laughs> um, but maybe maybe it'll be down the road. Maybe it'll be like I said, more jokes. Maybe we'll get yeah. a Batman or another and, 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 villain. And I feel like we should repeat. This was a rumor, like yeah, this huge is, rumor. I, yeah, I don't even think this made like variety or anything. This didn't yeah. hit any of the big publications. Yeah, yeah. And that tells you how deep we're digging on this news every week. <laughs> we were talking about the Joker movie with multiple Jokers. So mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, Amazon. Is wanting a okay. This is where I'm gonna not get political, but get political. Jeff Bezos wants a 10 billion bailout for his failed space company, but he just <laughs> bought MGM for 8.45 billion. So this is where your tax dollars are going, folks, to help Amazon buy MGM <laughs> um, and uh, specifically James Bond, because I mean that's I think what yeah. really everybody ties MGM to. Mo- most of it is, is James Bond is probably the most lucrative franchise. They want what two was it two billion. Uh, to to put it on streaming or something like or like five billion mm-hmm. or something on streaming early last year, but they didn't. They they held out, so it'll be on theaters this year. But um, you know, it's other franchises. Uh, you know, kind of run through here. Um, MGM has a vast catalog with more than four thousand films, including Twelve Angry Men, Basic Instinct, Creed, which is the Rocky franchise, James Bond, Legally Blonde, Moonstruck, Poltergeist, Raging Bull, Robocop, uh, Rocky, Sons of the Lamb, Stargate, Thelma Louise, Tomb Raider, Magnificent Sam, and the Pink Panther, The Times Crown Fair, and many more icons as well as 17,000 TV shows. I believe this might mean episodes, uh, mm-hmm. including Fargo, The Handmaid's Tale, which already streams on Amazon, right? Or That's Hulu. Uh, that's Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. And Vikings, uh, that have collectively won more than 180 Academy Awards and 100 wow. Emmys. That's actually funny because that's a part of the story I didn't read into. I didn't realize that this was more less of an acquisition for a couple big IP and more of like, oh, there's an actual catalog behind all of this. Yeah. We don't just want these characters, you know, that we'll eventually make more stuff for and make more revenue. Uh, but this is a catalog that we can really bolster Amazon Prime with. Yes, exactly. They'll probably all, once their contracts expire in five to ten years, they'll probably all move to Amazon Prime streaming, um, but I mean, it's literally MGM. Again, we always think of James Bond; that's the biggest one. But like, this is a, a huge get for Amazon across everything. So, um, I, it's where's like you know again, where's the Handmaid's Tale? Is that going to be on both properties? You know, like where are these split ones kind of going to go? But um, you know, we've we've got a couple other films coming yeah, up called like I'm, you know, like <laughs> go on. I was. Uh, it's just. It just seems also crazy because uh, I. I don't keep track of a lot of the stock tickers, if you will. But when Amazon bought Whole Foods, 
the, their stock price went up so much from the acquisition that just the valuation of their company was enough to just equal out all the money that they just spent on Whole Foods. So we could see a lot of that happening here. Uh, with Amazon. Uh, I, I did see that there was some sort of maybe rights issues when it comes to James Bond because yes. even like, cause MGM, I believe owns like the, the distributions and like the films themselves, but the family, the kind of, um, I, I, what do I want to say? So like, it, the trust it, of James it, Bond. Right. So the broccoli family technically owns James Bond. Yeah. Like uh, the, the right. Well, the, well, and the rights to everything as well. They just don't own the production if you will. Yeah. And I think they have a pretty, they have a pretty strong, strict rule of like the character they want the character to exclusively kind of be in movie theater so i mean I, I amazon's always been pretty flexible when it comes to where things air you know they do want stuff on amazon prime but they'll often do movie theater runs for it so uh, don't be surprised if like james bond is the only ip out of all of these that like strictly goes to movie theaters first but maybe the next creed or rocky movie or whatever reboot maybe just goes to amazon prime yeah, I mean, uh, well, they're doing a Creed 3, I believe, to, to wrap that up. I mean, I, I expect this maybe not direct to streaming. I think this is, I mean, they want their theater money right back, right? But I think, you know, we were looking at the, with the 45-day window, 45 days tune into Amazon Prime. I don't turn into Amazon Prime as much as I should, probably, with all the stuff kind of on there. Um, but, you know, this would probably, you know, a better catalog, again, of, of consistent catalog would be, be And a good better user interface, yeah. Bezos. Like, yeah. you got all this freaking money. Like, just go hire. You don't even need to hire a team. Just hire, like, one person to just kind of thoughtfully think through how this app should work. And just do that. Just do that with just, like, it's pocket change for you. Just make this compete already with all of the other people out there making apps. Ugh, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I agree. I can't I can't stay in Amazon's interface either. So, uh, but yeah, if they're adding more stuff to it, maybe they'll put more money into that too. Maybe maybe just a little bit of money into the user interface. Do a, do a study. <laughs> Ask some people. Ask us. We'll tell you. This is where it mm-hmm. sucks. But um, yeah. So that's that's uh again, it sucks that uh you know all these all we're gonna get down to where we have just as many streaming choices as we do everything else. But I'm pretty sure everyone has a Prime account, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that. Lastly, Amazon has debuted another trailer for an upcoming uh, Chris Pratt movie going straight to streaming called The Tomorrow War. Uh, we got our first trailer for this, and uh, we have said multiple. We, we talked about this a little bit before the show because we, we, Mike, I believe you just watched it for the first time before this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it very much is a uh, sci-fi action film that looks generic as other, but it's got Chris Pratt playing, you know, Chris Pratt in this, and it's got like a little bit of a live, live die repeat for me um, in that. But you said it looked like um, you told me it, to remind you what it was. But. It feels like a dystopian kind of teenage story, but they cast Chris Pratt instead of a teenager yeah. for it. Uh, and this also kind of feels like one of those like strategic acquisitions, right? You know, like back in the day when Netflix was just like, oh yeah, we don't, we haven't really released any big original like big budget movies. Let's just go acquire some stuff that looks really fancy, but like we got it cheap because they knew it wasn't going to do very well in theaters. And I'm kind of getting the vibes off of this one, right? Like the pl- the trailer is very plot heavy. Chris. Pratt is saying like very canned lines of just canned lines of just like, oh, oh I, I need to save the future to save my family. And even some of the shots kind of look generic at the beginning. I don't yeah. really know how else to say it. But later on, there is some spectacle. There is some big action. I always like seeing money spent on the screen just out of pure curiosity. So maybe I'll get around to watching it, but I would not be surprised at all all if this was just like really bad <laughs> yeah um it, it, it's probably gonna be generic i feel like it's gonna be one of those it'll probably have some good things again watching um the quiet place 2 with aliens they kind of look like the aliens from there um mm-hmm. but it also reminds me literally of the aliens of live die repeat uh that tom Cruise oh was yeah there's like t- ten aliens always seem to have tentacles in movies yeah. nowadays right yeah like long 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 arms very very skinny stuff uh but it looks like also again we get to see jk simmons i believe one of those photos where he was getting buff was for this movie or whatever oh yeah but, i liked his beard but i i think the the trailer gives me to think like this is about going to the future to fight a war where humanity was you know kind of wiped out or will be wiped out but the end looks like he's like, oh, we can start this war before it happens. I believe he's going to go back to the past and do something to prevent this war from coming. Yeah. 
the trailer is also kind of odd because there's a very uh, comedic actor next to Chris Pratt in this film. I don't I don't know the guy's name, but he's uh, he's kind of like the bald guy who's like struggling to load his gun in the trailer. And it's hilarious because he is in one of my um, favorite sketch shows that I'm desperately waiting for a second season on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. And he does a sketch in there where he plays like a like a military robot mech fighter from the future. And it's a hilarious sketch. And I just cannot disconnect his face from like just laughing. So whenever his like face shows up in this trailer, I can't take it very seriously. So there, yeah, a lot piques my interest because, like I said, there's it's very plot heavy. They talk mm-hmm. about a lot of plot elements, all these different gimmicks and gizmos and things that make the plot work. And I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> I think I'll show up for that, but I won't be surprised if this has like a 30% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, again, thankfully, we already have Amazon. We don't have to pay to watch it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally owned, uh, was going to be distributed by Paramount uh, in Christmas of last year. But uh, due to the pandemic, it was rescheduled to July of this year and then purchased uh, by Amazon in January of this year. Um, or I guess, yeah, they were talking about earlier this year. So it uh, looks like it's just one of those movies that was going to be in theaters and they just bought it. So maybe it was cheap. Maybe it'll suck. I don't know. We'll we'll find out pretty soon. Um, can't be worse than some other movies I've watched on streaming services recently. <laughs> uh, for sure. But um, yeah, check it out. Trailer's in the show notes. we got that going for us. Mike, it's a Monday night. Uh, I'm going to go eat some dinner, get ready for this Spider-Man trailer that's inevitably going to drop tomorrow. We can, <laughs> we can meet next week, but if people will know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Oh, I love catch up. I put it on everything. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I promise to put more content up as soon as I get my house in livable condition. I promise, people. Pump your brakes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if people know more about the show, what we're doing, we have uh, probably some reviews coming up. I think movie season's about to kick off, Mike, right? We're a little little, uh, little far away. We're, I mean, we don't we do Loki in the show, but, you know, Black Widow's around the corner uh, mm-hmm. in, in about a little over a month. So people know more about that stuff. Where can they find all of our episodes at? Well, it's so easy to do, Chris. It's so simple. Just head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to see that uh, bizarre trailer that we were just talking about for the Tomorrow War, uh, it's kind of giving me vibes of also, what was that, Battle for L.A.? I don't know. I don't oh, know I, watched, it. It I watched Battle for L.A. It doesn't give me that. That's <laughs> not that bad. Battle for LA vibes. <laughs> uh, but you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you please reach out do you think the joker movie should have multiple jokers what's the maximum number of jokers that you think would be acceptable and what's mm. the minimum amount of jokers that would be acceptable if they feel like they have to put another one in it right like two seems like not enough i feel like you got to go at least rules of three with these jokers like mm-hmm. give me at least three jokers if there's going to be multiples at all but reach out, let us know what you think about all this crazy stuff that we talk about every week. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, we love our super fans. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. Go get yourself vaccinated so we can all go back to the movie theaters. And we'll be, we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I had all three varieties of Coke and coffee. Uh, vanilla caramel and, and dark I thought, blend. I thought you weren't a coffee person. Do I just I'm keep not. forgetting about your coffee? No, I, I don't like coffee. <laughs>